Okay, and we're live. So today we've got a great guest. It's Andy Harrington from Powerhouse Dialing. So Andy, why don't you take a quick second and tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here on The Niche Agent. Sure, absolutely. My name's uh, Andy Harrington, as you said. Uh, I'm the uh, founder of uh, Powerhouse Coaching, as well as the author of uh, the book Powerhouse Dialing. Um, I, my history is uh, I spent uh, six years, six hours a day, six days a week uh, on the phone as a phone specialist for uh, three of the biggest teams in the Toronto region. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've just parlayed that into a, uh, a coaching career where I help uh, real estate agents build and grow their businesses uh, to live the lives that they, uh, they perceive for themselves. Great. So before real estate, what were you doing then? Before real estate, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I, I worked for my family business for a little while, which is uh, in private investigation. Um, and prior to that, I have my uh, degree in theater arts, and I worked uh, for a couple of years in, in the theater industry uh, uh, behind the scenes, but uh, building sets and uh, doing lights and sounds and things like that. Okay. So it's a good mix of different uh, different skills you got. So Absolutely. for you, why phone calling, and what, how did you become the, the phone specialist, and what drew you to that? Yeah, you know what? For for myself, I know that uh, even as a kid growing up, I you know I, I loved the phone. I spent a, a, a ton of time on the phone with my friends um, as a kid, and so that was that was for me the most comfortable place to be. And uh, when I got into real estate, uh, I did uh, sell on my own for a little while, and I uh, found that I, I was I was good at dialing the phone. I had no problem sitting in an office and making those dials, which is. Uh, you know, certainly not the easiest uh, skill uh, out there, but uh, I could do that part. But I, I found it kind of frustrating when I would meet with people. I didn't, uh, I didn't enjoy that aspect, which is, you know, frankly, what I, I think a lot of real estate agents absolutely love. Uh, my skill, uh, and it was very marketable. Um, take it out there and, and you know, make up, make some money doing that. So I, I went off to that side of it and, and got into the phones and found that that was, you know, absolutely my niche. It was something that uh, I was able to really take and run with. Um, you know, over the, the the last six years that I was an active sales rep, I figure, you know, I dialed the phone just shy of half a million dollars, half a million times, um, you know, really talking to everybody, learning a ton of different scripts, knowing the ways to convert people, um, and, and learning the differences between everybody. So, I've then taken that knowledge and, uh, you know, really built a, a company around the ability of and how to create leads and how to obviously convert them into face-to-face -face appointments. Perfect. So needless to say, you're uh, comfortable on the phone and good at it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm comfortable, you know, converting people into the face-to-face -face appointments, making sure that, uh, you know, uh, no matter how they came to me, I, I can make them want to meet with me. Perfect. So how many agents would you say are actually doing cold calling well? Because obviously agents who are new, even in seasoned vet agents, I know aren't always the greatest on the phone. How many would you say or percentage-wise are, are pretty good on the phone? Uh, yeah, a cold calling is exceedingly rare to find somebody that's a real good cold caller. You know, it's, it's, an ex it's a very difficult portion of the business. Um, you know, I think, you know, for everybody out there when they first get into real estate, um, somebody along the lines just says, well, you know, hey, there's a phone book and there's a phone. You know, let's 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 m marry those two together. And for most people, it's just, um, you know, uh, some people will see success for a small period of time. But, you know, you know, if there's more than one or two people in any given office, that is a strong, consistent cold caller and really makes a strong living from it. I'd be surprised. 
um, you know, outside of those pe- those core people, you know, then there's a bunch of people that just now and then they'll they'll jump into cold calling, they'll do it here and there, um, you know. But cold calling is, you know, it, it's it's the worst quality lead that you can find. You know, it's the lowest part. Um, you know, you have to know what you're doing. You have to be prepared for the follow-up side of the business. Um, you know, and then moving along that process, you know, you go from cold calling at one end being the worst leads that you can get to your repeat and referral leads on the other end of the spectrum. Um, and no matter where your leads fall inside of that, being able to convert them on the phone to that face-to-face appointment is the biggest key. Um, I think everybody's tried cold calling, but uh, very, very few are successful at it. Yeah. Yeah, and I know a lot of old older school agents, that's they say, pick up the phone, pick up the phone book, and agents just, they try it, they give up, and it, it tends to, I've seen a lot of people's careers just go down the tubes because of that, and they think that's the only way to do it. So for you, it really, yeah, absolutely. They they get they get stuck, right? Yeah. You know, they yeah. they they saw this other person who's you know been doing it for years and years and years, and they look at their success and they think you know if I jump on the phone today, then I can have that exact same success. It takes a long time, no matter what you're doing, in order to find the success. Okay. Now for you, you're obviously weren't doing the cold calling then, or were you more calling leads, calling in? Were you calling out to leads, or what was your situation like for for most of your calls? Yeah, so uh, a bit of everything for sure. Um, I did cold calling for for a couple of teams, um, but my uh, my mainstay was either internet leads or um, you know ad sign calls, uh, just generated leads, whether they be branded internet or, or unbranded internet leads. Just getting names and phone numbers of people who are interested in real estate, and then building that relationship, building that rapport, and over time getting them to to meet face-to-face with uh, with the real estate agent. Perfect. Yeah, so I want to quickly pause here for a sec because we have a special contest at the end. We're going to talk about it more at the end of it. You're going to be giving away your book, The Powerhouse Dialing, to one of our listeners. So I just want to mention that. So make sure you listen to the episode. And uh, at the end, we're going to have a little bit of a giveaway. So make sure you stay tuned. So for yourself, um, do you want to actually, do you want to talk a bit about the book quickly so you can give uh, some insight to people? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so for my my book, uh, I, I've got uh, I've got the book Powerhouse Dialing, and that's that's kind of a really it's a how-to guide, right? Like it's it's how to dial the phone more. It's how to you know get more out of the leads. It's it's how to you know schedule yourself. How to how to learn a script. How to build a script. All of those things so that you can become you know uh, what I refer to as a phone specialist, somebody that can truly whether you want to do what I did and work on a team um, and, you know, and just convert leads and have somebody else do the rest of the work or more often than not, just make it so that you yourself have a whole lot more appointments. And basically what I, what I'm looking to accomplish is whatever money you're spending right now on marketing, this book should help you make more money from that. So you shouldn't have to spend more money on marketing. You shouldn't have spending right now. This book will make you better at it. Perfect. So, and then outside of that, I also have a companion book to it, which is my Powerhouse Dialing Script Book. Okay. Um, and, I, and I'm going to give away the, the whole package. So you'll get the how-to guide, the Powerhouse Dialing, as well as a copy of the script book um, in, in the giveaway to, to one lucky listener. Awesome. And we're going to be giving away a, your top 20 phone tips uh, script to everybody, or your uh, list for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, yeah. I've got a, uh, you know, it's a, a free report for everybody. It's the top 20 uh, tips. That uh, will help you, you know, uh, convert more leads for Great. sure. Awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, we'll do that at the end. So 
a lot of people think that there's people who are naturally born phone people that are just they've got it or they don't. Do you believe that? Is it something that you think is important or? Um, I, I don't believe that wholeheartedly. I believe that there are people that are definitely more naturally suited to uh, to the position, but anybody can learn it. It's uh, uh, the the skill set um, is absolutely learnable. Um, having a script in, in in place, and I think that frankly is the, is the spot where everybody you know gets hung up. They really want to make this script their own, and they want to change words and things like that, and having built scripts for, for a number of different teams and, and my own company now, um, I know just the amount of psychology and, and understanding of uh, human nature that goes into creating the words and picking the words and putting them in the right order and putting the questions in the right order. That sadly what ends up happening is when you start to play around with the scripts, no matter whose scripts you're playing around with, what you're doing is you're messing with the, the internal workings of that right. script, right? It would be like taking a radio and, you know, just reaching in, throwing a few wires in new places and just wondering why it doesn't work, you know? And, and that's something that I see. I think, I think for most people, it's not a matter of not being able to do it. It's not, being, not a matter of, you know, not being born to do it. It's a matter of kind of wiping away the ability to go, you know what, just I have to make this my own and just kind of going, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this system I'm going to build it, I'm going to grow it, I'm going to learn it. And then once I know it inside and out, that's where the the newness comes out of a script, right? Knowing the words, the words, it doesn't matter what who wrote the words that you say. All that matters is, you know, do you believe in what they're saying? Yep. Um, you know, and that's that's the spot where I see most people fail, um, you know, and fall down. Is They just don't believe, either they don't believe in what they're saying or they just start to change the words up and, as I say, and just, completely obliterate the messages because frankly when, when writing a script it's it's not the words that you know you would normally think are important that are the really important words you know um and it, it and it can really cause havoc okay so for you where did you learn these like do you have any mentors do you have people that you follow is there certain people that you've learned from that you've really mastered it that help you grow in your business yeah you know what i i, I had some uh, some real great teachers i i've uh I've taken coaching through the through the years, uh, you know, from from Mike Ferry, uh, you know, Zig Ziglar, uh, you know, a bunch of different people, coaching wise, and and really learning from them, you know, people that have done it. Probably one of the one of the people that I learned a huge amount from was uh, the you know the teams that I was a part of. I was a part of the, you know Tom and Diane Mitchell's team for a brief period. I was a part of Craig Proctor's team and then uh, Dan Plowman's team. And when I was uh, with Craig Proctor's team, uh, when I came in there, his uh, number one phone specialist uh, was a was a woman by the name of Carol Teal, and she was phenomenal. Um, and the amount of time that I was able to sit and pick her brain, and you know, whenever there was downtime, and I had the ability to, I would go and sit in her office, and you know, I learned a great deal from somebody who, at that time, she I think she had been doing that, um, you know, and you know, just you know, really kind of modeling after that. I then add to that, you know, my, my history, you know, being a theater, theater major, you know, one of the things that we're looking at is, you know, how, how human beings react and communicate with people. So that was a huge deal for me. And then, as, you know, as a private investigator from, you know, watching people and, you know, that was what I did all day, you know, yeah. and, and kind of learning, you know, just how people work, you know, uh, how their mind works, how, how things along those lines happen. And yeah, you know, uh, 
the, the last piece of the puzzle for me. Um, I became a, uh, a certified disc trainer, disc personality uh, trainer, you know, got about seven, eight years ago now, something like that. And, you know, just really being able to peg what, what part of somebody's personality are they using at this moment when I'm talking to them right. so that I would be able to communicate so much better with them. Okay. Now I want to go deeper into when you actually have a lead because that's a lot of people don't know what to say, how to do it for you. Let's start with what is a lead for you? Cause I know there's different people who say a lead is someone who's buying in a week. Someone could be, or some people say it's someone who's going to buy. So what's, what's your definition of a lead? Yeah. My definition of a lead is, is, is fairly simple, but you know, I think for a lot of people, it's still even hard is my, mine's a name and a phone number. Somebody that, you know, I've got a name and a phone number for somebody that's a lead. Um, sometimes those are going to be good. Sometimes those are going to be bad. Um, and, uh, overall, um, you know, one of my overall kind of guiding principles is that the leads are good. No matter what source of your leads are, as I say, you know, I've, I've watched people make hundreds of thousands of dollars out of the phone book, right. um, year after year after year. And, you know, if they can do that, leads are good. Yep. And I find that that's probably the biggest problem for most people is for your own personal business, you're absolutely right. You need to define what is, what is the quality of lead that I'm willing to deal with? Yeah. And that's, um, you know, where, where do I draw that line? Uh, Dean Jackson, I don't know if you know him. He's a real estate marketing guy and he says, treat every lead as a five-star prospect until they prove they're not. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of people do you that. What? They get a, a bad name or get a bad email or even just a name they think is not a good name or it may not be English and they assume it's not good and they don't call it or they give up on it. And it's amazing how many people throw away potentially good money, thousands and thousands of dollars, and they don't even know if it's a good lead or not. Absolutely. You know what? Um, when I go through and, you know, at, uh, at different events and, and, you know, when I'm in offices and talking to people, I, you know, I go through kind of what I expected out of uh, – out of my sales staff when I was running an inside sales department, what did, what did I expect from, you know, contacting a lead, right? So, you know, the majority of my time was dealing with internet leads, which is basically the, you know, an unbranded internet lead at that, yep. which is really just a step above cold calling. And, you know, it's a giant step, but if, oh, and what do I expect to do that? What is calling a lead? What is, you know, uh, so the definition of what a lead is to me is a name and a phone number. Um, the definition of, Calling a lead. So if somebody, you know, if you've got a lead in your business, you know, and your job is to call it, that means actually to physically speak to them. And what is it going to take to do that? You know, for for lots of people, you know, you've got to come up with what is your own acceptable standard for that. I can gladly and, and will right now give you the standard that I had for my inside sales staff. My inside sales staff, when I gave them a lead, their job was to get a hold of it. In order to get a hold of it, they were – they're – system there my standard of what they were to do was to dial that lead three times a day for the first seven days the next seven days they were going to dial it once a day then they were going to not dial it for 14 days and then they were going to dial it once a day for the next 14 days wow and if at that point they still haven't got a hold of it then you can give up on it if you want wow that's right but that's you, you can know, say at the end of it, you know, yeah, you know that that isn't a good lead or it is a good lead because you you put the time. Well, at the know. end of the day, we know whether or not we could get a hold of them. Yep. Really, is all you know, yep. right? You know, um, you know, we we know that probably they weren't buying in the next you know week <laughs> yep. or so. Yep. So if that's our definition of you know what's a quality you know uh, appointment or client, um, but yeah, you know, it's uh, what we knew was 
that we were working our hardest. We were putting every effort into that. Now that's, again, and, and I'll say it with the, with the disclaimer, that was an inside sales department. That meant right. all my people were doing was dialing the phone all day. Right. They spent six hours a day on the phone, and that's it. Yep. No active agent could do what we were doing. Right. <laughs> not possible. Yeah. Right? So I, I say that for two reasons. One, so people understand that that's not what I would expect out of anybody that was an active agent. Yep. And two, so that they don't try and hold themselves accountable to it either. Right. So during that, obviously that's a lot of calls you've made during those different times. Which time is the best time of day to get a hold of someone? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so for me, the absolute best time of day to get a hold of people is between 6 and 9 p.m. In, during the weekdays. Right. Um, and inside of that, the very best single hour of dialing is 8 to 9 p.m. Wow. Um, I would also say that that is the, the lowest dialed hour of any hour as well so there's less competition um, well there's less competition i think a lot of people you know we get tired by the end of the day right you know you're just kind of like ugh, you know but i can like literally couldn't count on my fingers and toes anymore how many times i spent six hours a day at work and had basically zero appointments from kind of you know when i started till eight o'clock and ended up with three to five appointments from eight to nine p.m from just that extra hour of dialing and just going, you know what, I'm going to push through it. Um, because it really is. It's the time people are done dinner, people are sitting and relaxing, yep. and when people are sitting and relaxing, they are much more willing to talk about these, you know, topics that are, you know, kind of, you know, not top of mind topics necessarily. Moving right this second may not be my top of mind topic. Right. Right, but it's one that I know that's going to happen in the next month or two or the next six months. I'm more than willing to talk about it, just not if I'm being bothered. You yep. call me during dinner, I'm being bothered, right? Yep. So, so that's definitely it. 6 to 9 p.m., obviously, people aren't at work, so I'm going to get a hold of more people. Outside of that, any, any and all hours on the weekend would qualify as the same, 6 to 9 p.m. type calling. Okay. Um, and then during the day, um, for me, it was 9 till 11 a.m. was a good time to call. Um, and then uh, kind of one till, uh, and then kind of, you know, after five o'clock, really, you're going to start getting a hold of people again. But the worst, uh, the worst hours of dialing and consistently right. office to office when I go and talk to people, it is, again, the most dialed time by realtors everywhere is uh, kind of two to four p.m. And and that is absolutely the worst time you could get pick up the phone right. and start dialing it, it. It it honestly it almost makes no sense to me, and I'll explain exactly why. Two to four p.m. is is the reason why realtors are doing it the most is the same as the rest of the planet. They are the most productive work hours of the day, two to four p.m. And really, what it is is people have spent all of the day up until right. two o'clock doing nothing productive whatsoever. And they realize if they get nothing done by the end of the day, their boss is going to get mad at them. <laughs> so they're hard at work during that time. So even if you happen to have work yeah. numbers, they don't want to talk to you, right? They're not, they're not interested right this second. So, but that's, right. you know, and it's the same for us. We feel like we've done nothing yep. all day. We might yep. as well start doing something. So we jump on the phone and we start dialing and, you know, the, the results aren't very good. <laughs> yeah. And then we blame the cold calling or we blame the leads or we blame everything else instead of realizing, you know what? I'm calling at the worst time.
Yeah. And that, yeah, that's, that's plays such a key role, but people may overlook it and not even realize that could Absolutely. be making it or breaking it. Yeah. So, you know what? Uh, I always uh, talk about, um, you know, doing the right thing is really, really important, but doing the right thing at the wrong time is just as bad as doing the wrong thing. Right. <laughs> you know, you got to do the right thing, but at the right time. Yeah. Now, a lot of people are afraid of being on the phone. What's your best tip for people getting over that call reluctance? Yeah, um, you know what? For honestly, it's 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 having that game plan. What people are really afraid of is sounding stupid, you know, um, not knowing exactly what to say, uh, and and that's about having a you know really a, a game plan, a scripted approach. Um, you know, there's a lot of scripts out there. You know, I I obviously have some. Mike Ferry had some. Richard Robbins has some. You know, like name anybody that you can find scripts. That's not you know hard to do. Yep. Um, I'm not even a guy that believes that you desperately need my script book by any stretch of the imagination. Whatever you use is going to work. Um, but have a script, have a plan, um, and then memorize it. Don't just kind of, as I say, don't just kind of guess it and don't try and go, well, I'm kind of close or what have you. Memorize it and specifically memorize the objection handles. Okay. Now, um, yeah. a lot of agents will start giving up, they maybe memorize the script, they're getting going, and then they kind of lose that momentum and traction. How do you keep people going, and how do you keep them motivated to keep making those calls? Yeah, you know what, um, for a lot of it, it is, uh, you know, I, I believe that tracking is dramatically important. Tracking and knowing what you're actually accomplishing, um, and as well as you know, so, so, you know, and I track, you know, simplified tracking of, of four things. I call it tracking your taco. And it's, you know, the talk to's, uh, the appointments, the contracts, and the offers. If I know those four stats, then, I, you know what, I, I can kind of know what's going on in my business. And, and if you know, you know, if you're keeping track of your taco, you can see whether or not you're improving. You can see, you know, the results. Plus, especially getting started with anything is, uh, you know, it, it, it's a le level of commitment, but a level of understanding of what the commitment is to. Um, I find far too many people in real estate, um, because there's so many options for them, right? Um, you know, there's so many different ways to make a living, I, and they all work, right? Yep. You know, um, there's so many different choices that they kind of go, well, I'll try this one, and then they try it for a couple of months, and then they yeah, well, that doesn't work, and then they'll try something new for a couple of months, and that doesn't work, and then you know how it works in real estate. And for me, real estate happens in three-month cycles. The, the first three months of anything you do will turn in almost zero dollars yep. into your bank account, right? Um, probably even almost zero future dollars into your bank account <laughs> yep. on that first three months. It's about yep. setting it up. It's about organizing. It's about learning how to do it. It's about growing. The next three months, you're going to start to, you know, maybe bank a couple of dollars, but really start to bank future dollars. Um, and then the next three months after that is when, you know, you can start to kind of go, oh, so this is what I can expect kind of on a semi-regular basis. And every three months, you'll get better and better. And at some point, you'll kind of reach that plateau. And you'll be able to know if I do this, whatever, you know, this is, repeatedly, I will earn XYZ and you know what numbers are numbers are great they don't lie to you right yeah. if I do this yeah. if I call 100 people I will book five appointments whatever it is that your numbers are 
you'll know what they are. And, so, and speaking of numbers, then, power. speaking of numbers, what is a good number for people to to reach? So, if they're calling X amount of leads, how many should they be getting? Just kind of give people a ballpark, even a range, just because a lot of people don't know when they're getting started. Uh, they make yeah, first, they're start making those calls and they get you upset. Know what, uh, and it's a it's a it's a big part of my book because I do really go through uh, kind of the quality of leads and to give to give kind of an understanding. Um, so, conversion percentage for for cold calling, this is conversion to an appointment um, over a one-year time frame, right? So yep. calling the same numbers over a year, that sort of idea. Um, so on cold calling, you should expect about a 1% return, uh, 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 1% conversion percentage um, from cold calling. Farming is going to be a 2 to 3% conversion. Unbranded Internet leads running around the 15% range. Uh, unbranded print leads. Uh, running around 20%, branded internet leads, um, so that, you know, where they're associated with your name and what have you is around a yep. 30%. Um, uh, branded internet, or sorry, the 30% is, is for with your company, um, right. and about 38 to 40% if it's directly you um, from branded internet leads. Um, branded print leads, somewhere around the 57 to 60% range is what you should expect for conversion percentage. And then we get into referral leads where it jumps up dramatically, 75% from a business referral, uh, 90 plus percent from a client referral. And then uh, the statistics that I found were talking about repeat leads at about a 97% range, which I always kind of joke and say, well, I don't know what happened with the other 3% because, you know, if you're getting a repeat business, you should be able to convert that one would think. But um, you know, every every now and then, I guess maybe there's somebody you don't want to convert. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true, very true. So in your book, you mentioned it's, you should never ask how are you when you start off a conversation. Why is that? Um, it's it's the greatest way to piss off people, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, um, you know, like put yourself the next time your phone rings at home, you know, and it's a telemarketer on the other end of the line, and and they say that, just think about it, right? The next Four million people you talk to, the next four million people, they're fine, right? So I don't need to ask how they are, right? They're fine or, you know, so honestly, my answer now when I'm at home and somebody calls up and they ask me how I am and I don't know who they are, my answer to them is what do you want, right? <laughs> I'm not even going to tell them I'm fine. I'm not going to do anything like that, right? You know, the only thing that could possibly be different, right? So you're going to get somebody, what do you want? Fine, and the other answer is going to be some long diatribe from the little old lady who wants to tell you everything about her corns and her bunions. <laughs> and I don't want that either. So it really does nothing to build rapport. It's this misbelief, um, you know, it's that, that it's polite to do this. It really isn't, right? When you call somebody, they have two questions on their mind. Um, who are you and why are you calling? Yep. And if you're not answering those immediately, then they are mad at you. Right, and the more mad they are at you, the harder it is to book an appointment at the end of the day. So yeah. just get to the point. <laughs> That's good to know. So <laughs> I'm not going to go into the whole psychology of the scripts and all that kind of stuff. You talk about that in the book, so people can check that out. But I want to go into talking about the hiring an inside salesperson versus doing it yourself because a lot of agents don't know if that's a good thing to do or if it has to be them. A lot of agents think. The, the branded agents who it's all about them think, oh, it has to be me calling. It has to be me. It needs to be my name or my voice. Do you find a difference in in that when agents have an inside salesperson or having themselves do it? 
No, um, there's no difference that way. Um, having an inside salesperson or an inside sales team um, is an exceedingly high cost part of real estate. Um, it's not a cheap thing to put together. Um, so, you know, like it, there, there's high costs in terms of just the, the people and the leads, right? right? Because, you know, you, it takes a whole lot more leads to keep them busy. Yep. Um, you know, I, I conservatively had 300 plus leads on my daytimer at all times. Wow. Right? So I was getting new stuff and I was, you know, obviously booking appointments and pushing people off and, you know, but I had to have, you know, a whole lot of people to call all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that, there's a cost attached to that. Um, there's a cost, obviously, to an, an inside salesperson as a general rule is a uh, commission plus salary position. Right. Um, so you're going to have, you know, hard cost as well as some commission. Um, in regard to the thought process of, well, you know, it needs to be me. Um, I, I, I've been on far too many teams and, you know, I have frankly coached far too many teams to know that the public doesn't give a, you know, a care about any of us. Right. They care about results. They care about you know success. That's about it. They don't yep. care about people. Um, so it's not about any individual person ever. Um, you know, I, I spent many years on the phone as either Craig or Dan, not because that was what I wanted to be, but that was the name that they recalled from advertising. <laughs> right. right. I would start with my name. They would remember Craig or Dan, and that's what they would call me. Yep. Who cares? Life goes on. Yeah. Um, you know. Both Craig Proctor and Dan Plowman both were running teams that were doing in excess of 400 plus transactions a year, and both of them were never going out on an appointment ever. So, you know what, they farmed out who called because I was doing that. They farmed out who went on the appointment because somebody else was doing that. Their job was to run the company. And you know what, they were running very successful companies. Um, And that's, you know, it doesn't... It doesn't have to be you. It doesn't have to be, you know, somebody else. But what it does have to be is something where you understand what's going to be involved in putting the person into place. Right. Um, you know, a inside sales agent doing their job with the number of leads that they should have and everything else can keep between anywhere between three and five active agents busy. Wow. That's one. Active agents are going to have their own little business as well as, you know, add, add it on from the inside sales. Um, so you need to be at a certain size for it to really be worthwhile. Right. Otherwise, you know, it's just, it's, it's a bottleneck. It's hard to make money as an inside sales agent. You know, it's hard to make money as an, as an outside sales agent and all the different problems that can kind of come of it. And they, they just get frustrated with every, each other. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough gig, but, you know, in the right scenario and done in the proper way, very, very successful. Okay. Now, quickly, what would you say is your or your view on a part-time person? I know some people will teams will get kind of busy; they can't keep up with it, and they'll hire an agent who maybe does a bit of business on the side, and they'll say, "Hey, can you make these calls for me?" Is that good, bad? What do you think? Um, it can be it can be very good um, as long as the person you know can do a good job of it, right? You know um, that they that they're um, that, that there's a commission portion attached to it, right? So that right. there's some incentive to do the job. Yep. Um, you know, the job is a thankless one at the end of the day. You know, it's, it's a pretty tough one. You're getting told where to go on a regular basis and, you know, and told no a lot. Um, but, you know, as long as the hours that the person are working make sense, right? So it's a lot of evenings and weekends. 
Um, And, you know, that there's accountability and, you know, financial gain for them. Yeah, you could do a, you know, absolutely have a part-time phone salesperson working for you. Perfect. Okay. Now, if you were a new agent and you were brand new to the business, had no experience in real estate, no real center of influence or anything like that, what would you say would be your best way to get business? For me, um, I think right now some of the best thing, the best tools, Craigslist and Kijiji advertising um, to, to generate some leads, uh, either pushing them to uh, an internet uh, site where they're, you know, they can fill in a form to get information um, so that I can get names and phone numbers and then dial the phone um, you know, and talk to these people and get in front of them. Um, those to me are, are low cost, you know, things for somebody new in the, in the business. Um, I, you know, I, I kind of look at myself when I got into the business, I didn't have money to spend, you know, on, on marketing and building a fancy website or any of those things. So, you know, I would be looking at doing that. I'd be running a, you know, Craigslist Kijiji ads really daily, um, doing that, getting that organized just to try and get names and phone numbers as best I can. That's actually how I started. I started on a team and uh, we used the Craig Proctor system and we started running Kijiji ads and Craigslist ads and stuff and I just dove right into it and I was on my own after I left the team. I was getting about 150 leads a month and it's just, it's crazy yeah. how how well you, how much you can do with it if you do it right and agents just miss the ball on it, I think. Absolutely. Okay, they so, really do. They, you know, and, and you got to try different things on it, right? You yes. got to, you know, like, you, you know, if this didn't work, it, you know, like, there is there is nothing as 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 I kind of said every there's a million ways to make money in real estate and yeah. all of them work. So exactly. if it's not working, it's not its fault, <laughs> right? It's your yeah. fault. Look in yeah. look in the mirror, right? Yeah. You know when you know I I talk to far too many people that tell me internet leads are crap. Um, you know it's probably going to be the name of my next book is that internet leads are crap. <laughs> um, and you know I 175 deals a year were coming out of my inside sales department. Yeah. Right from internet leads only. Like I was the only source we had was unbranded internet leads. So you know what? I know that they're not crap, but yeah. it's a matter of knowing how to handle them and knowing the approach. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it's amazing, and it, it's such a steady stream because you know, and that becomes consistent. I and mean, you know, when you run this many ads, you get this many leads, and when you get this many leads, you can get this many deals from it. Whereas if you just exactly. do print advertising, those kind of things, it's very unpredictable and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you know what, there's, uh, you know, there's uh, what I, I, I like to refer to it as faith-based real estate, where I just know deals are going to come from somewhere, they're just going to happen. Yeah. And then there's, you know, actually a systematic approach to real estate and going, you know what, I, you know, if I just follow this plan, it will work, right? Yep, absolutely. And, and, and honestly, I don't even care what your this plan is, because they all work. You just, you just have to follow it. That's why I created the niche agent. It's to show people. It's listen. There's this. There's a hundred and one different ways to do real estate. You can do them. Do them well. And there's a, a lot of agents out there doing it and doing it well. Uh, we just launched. Um, I just launched an episode uh, today, actually, uh, of people that do missile base homes. So they take old missile bases and convert them into homes. And yep. I'm like, if you can't find a more niche business than that. And they're making money, and they're doing well at it. So there's a hundred ways to do it, or a million ways to do it. It's just doing it and doing it well. Yeah, you know what? It's just it's about focusing. It's about going. You know what? Like, um, you know, you, you can be, you can go out, and you can become a sniper, right? 
Yep. And, you know, go a mile away from your target, shoot, be done with your day, and go on with life. Or you can go a mile away from your target and shoot a shotgun. And you know what? I can tell you which one's going to be more successful sniper. Exactly. Right? Yeah, you know? Exactly. You know, if you use the right tool, you focus, you, you, you plan it out, you know what's going on, and then, you know what? The sniper on his first day is not going to hit his target, right? It's, you know, becoming good at it, becoming an yeah. expert at it, yeah. you know, working at it for a period of time and really taking that commitment and going, okay, what do I expect? When do I expect it by? Because, exactly. yeah, you know what, I, it's funny because I've talked to a, a couple of people even just recently that are cold callers. They've made a good living cold calling, and they tell me they can't make any money from Internet leads. And I'm like, the only difference is that the Internet leads have raised their hand and said they're interested <laughs> in real estate. Like, exactly. that doesn't even, literally, it makes no sense. And it's like, <laughs> exactly. well, we tried it for two months, and it didn't work. Yeah. Well, nothing does. Yeah. Nothing works in two months. Yeah. Right. And that's you know that's a it's a tough lesson in real estate, and I think a lot of agents have a tough time learning that is you know what nothing works in less than three months. Nothing. Yep. They give up before they even see the results from it. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a there's a on Facebook I've seen it a bunch of times where the the one guy's mining through the mine and one guy's leaving and he's given up. Yes. And he's you know got just one like one chip and all the diamonds are right behind it and the other guy's yeah. just got his head down and is a going right. Yeah. You know, one guy's going to get there, one guy's not. And when did you give up? And, you know, did you give up at the right time? Yeah. Okay, so why don't you give us your biggest takeaway or golden nugget for the listeners if they're thinking about getting good on the phone other than getting your book, because that's obviously a good good advice. But what else would you give our listeners? Yeah, so uh, for, for anybody that wants it, um, you know, you can go to my website, which is uh, powerhousecoaching.ca uh, backslash niche. Um, um, and in there, you know, you can you can register to get a, an email from me, which is the uh, top 20 uh, tips that I learned over the half a million dollars that I was making to get a hold of more people uh, to, you know, be, you know, you kind of asked about it, be more motivated to get on the phone, um, to become more comfortable and, and obviously book more face-to-face appointments and, and obviously at the end of that earn more money. Um, so I've got my 20 best tips. For free for every single person that wants it. Okay. Can you share one of those with the with the listeners? For me, you know what? Uh, one of the one of the ones that that I always uh, kind of jump to is um, is Star sixty seven. I blocked every dial that I ever dialed. Um, you know what? I know that there are people out there that don't like blocked calls and they may or may not answer it. But I can tell you, if they got you know uh, twenty blocked dials in the last you know two weeks, they're going to pick it up at some point. And go, who the heck <laughs> is this? Yeah, which is really all I want. But uh, but yeah, you know what? That's that's a big one. Is uh, that I that I I blocked every dial that I ever made. Um, I I'm in a new after a while, then I would try different ways. But that was always the first way I attempted was block dial star sixty seven. Okay. So what we're gonna do then is um, yeah, we're gonna have that book giveaway. So if you go to the website, uh, sign up for that. We'll get you one winner is gonna win the book. Uh, you're gonna, all gonna get the uh, top twenty phone tips, and I'm gonna throw in the ebook of mine the 101 niche uh, real estate niche markets so if you haven't gotten that we'll give you guys that as well so you also do some seminars and things like that so do you have anything coming up for people um you know what uh, right now i don't have anything uh, anything booked i mean i'm in the process of of looking at a couple of different things but uh, on my website it will definitely have um when my next uh, events are coming up i i run a a free uh, half day event uh, called jolt um on a on a fairly regular basis um 
I'm right now I'm looking at uh, kind of the London area, Ottawa, and possibly Barrie. So those are the ones that are currently in the kind of mix, but I'll be, you know, all around Ontario for the rest of this year for sure, um, kind of doing that event, and it is free to attend. Um, and uh, at that, I kind of talk about how to create more leads, how to convert more leads, and, and how to get paid more money uh, for what we do per transaction. So, um, it's you know, it's a power-packed event. Um, and they can go to powerhousecoaching.ca to uh, to find out what. Okay, great. Now we have some listeners that obviously are not in Canada or in Ontario. Is there anything, any other resources for them that they can check out from you um, um, if they are interested? Yeah, right now, um, not necessarily. I hear from from them because I'm always looking at new areas to go uh, to 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 speak with realtors. You know, I, I've been kind of. Uh, all over kind of North America over time. I've you know I've spoken in uh, Florida. I've spoken in um, you know every province, almost every province in Canada. Uh, I, this is a, a new venture for me. I was with uh, a, a different coaching company before, so I'm just uh, getting going on this coaching company for the last about a, two years now. Okay. So gladly glad to hear from them. I've got uh, my two books available. I you know I'm working on on another one right now. Um, but uh, I also do live events, uh, seminars for, you know, learning the dialing and the scripting and things along those lines. I've got a social media event as well, um, you know, and I, and I can do that kind of anywhere. Okay, perfect. So, Andy, we really appreciate you being on the show. Um, it's very insightful and very uh, rewarding to know that you can be good at it and you don't have to be alone because a lot of people are afraid and they don't know what to do. So there are resources out there. So thank you for sharing your tips and inside uh, information. And if they are interested, they can check out the book and uh, get a hold of you on your website as well. Absolutely. And, you know, the last thing, obviously, I you know, I run a coaching company, so I do have uh, coaching available for people. Uh, it is a customized one-on-one coaching, and I run those either weekly or every other week. Um, as, as options for people, and uh, you know, it's uh, very strongly priced uh, to to try and help people all across North America make more money. Awesome, appreciate it. Thank Thanks you. for being on the show.